Hello and welcome to Tech Talk, where you hear the latest in technology and investment trends directly from the trendsetters. I'm your host, Fritz Spencer, member of Iser Amper's Technology and Life Sciences Group, and with me today is friend of Iser Amper and serial entrepreneur, John Earhard, founder and CEO of Orson, a startup in the technology and media industry that's leveraging generative AI to enhance human connections. John has a successful track record of developing and launching tech startups and brands from esports to faith-based ventures. John, thanks so much for joining me today. Well, thanks for having me. And how great it is that we get to have this conversation with Valentine's Day right upon us. Uh, one of my colleagues was just raving about the storytelling aspect of your product and how it particularly uh, pertains to capturing love stories between couples. So what I'd like to know is in two to three sentences, if you could explain Orson for our audience. Sure. Uh, Orson is a uh, unscripted uh, video storytelling platform. And what that really means is uh, we help direct and extract story out of people and then assemble that into compelling videos for a myriad of different purposes. Awesome. I, I love it. So last year, you reached a major milestone for Orson in successfully raising $3 million from experienced investors. Congratulations on that. Um, and, and I'd like to touch a little bit more on what your investors and customers are looking for. What is the problem that Orson is solving? Sure. So it, uh, the easiest way of explaining this is one of the basic human needs other than food and water is the need for human connection, right? Humans need connection to one another as bad as they need food and water. Uh, and how do we get connection, right? We get connection by communicating and really getting to know people. Uh, two problems with that. People suck at communicating in general. Um, and and you you get to know somebody by them getting to know your story in life, right? And the journey you've been on and the obstacles you've overcome and the things that inspire you. And, and people are not, innately, we aren't necessarily the best communicators, but we are generally bad storytellers. And so... Uh, and story is the best way of delivering that information for it to connect to people. And I think everybody can relate to that. So uh, my background's in television. And so I spent uh, 25 years since the time I was 15 years old in TV. The bulk of it was in unscripted. And so uh, I was able to interview and spend time with uh, documenting lives from uh, plumbers to celebrities to serial killers to everything in between for virtually every network under the sun. Um, somebody asked me how many hours, I, I think I stopped counting at like 50,000 hours of people's lives we've documented over the last 20 years. Wow. And, um, and so, so I, I, I had, I had an interesting background of knowing how to, uh, extract story out of people from all walks and different, you know, psychological profiles and backgrounds and different things. And so we set on a journey two years ago to automate that process, to create some technology that we could basically put a director in everyone's pocket. Uh, to create really powerful content, whether it was from capturing the life story of your grandparent, so you had it forever, to creating a uh, love story uh, for, for Valentine's Day or for your wedding, to dating, to, you know, all these different, you know, sort of platforms, but basically create technology that could plug in and and create this, these really, this really cool, powerful content for the purpose of connecting people. Wow. I can only imagine the possibilities and and capturing that moment. I love where you touched on automating the director. It, it seemed like a big piece of it, and that seems like the technology piece of it. So I'd love to know more about that and and kind of what you're building 
how it's helping you accelerate your solution to this communication problem that we have more on the, the back end. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so a lo lot of questions in there. So I'm going to try to unpack all of them. And if I miss one, please tell me. But uh, we'll come back. Don't worry. What I would say is the uh, one sort of layer of the problem that I think is super important to see so the answer will make more sense is somehow, and, and I have theories and there's lots of theories on this, the generation today is the most connected generation that's ever been to technology wise. They're also statistically the most disconnected generations that have ever lived. We are, we are emotionally more disconnected to one another, yet we are the most connected. And I, and I think social media has a huge, uh, a huge impact on that zoom remote work environments, all of these things play into it. So technically technology has allowed us to, uh, put filters over our life on social media to get likes and feed the beast of what we think people want to know, yet we're not necessarily being the most authentic, right? Um, and it also has removed a lot of the in-person interaction that used to happen when you got to work with people more regularly in, in, in everyday life in an office environment. And so now people can just be more isolated, right? So th there's that component of it. The, the key piece about the directing is absolutely the secret sauce of what makes us different. If, if you were just to, if, if you took a question and said, hey, I want to make a video for a dating profile, they said, what's some good questions? And you Googled and you just tried to make a video of yourself. You, it would be better than a picture for sure, right? <laughs> You'd get something more than just an image and some text you wrote down. The key thing that uh, directing does and what I've experienced my whole life is that people, A, don't, typically most people don't like being on camera. Most people don't think they have a story to tell. Everybody has a great story to tell. I can make a TV show about anybody. And you have to make people feel comfortable. So part of directing people is a lot of psychology of just being able to connect with people, making them feel a certain way for the purpose of the content, right? So if I, if I was trying to get somebody to get a little more introspective because we're doing uh, a mini doc for about uh, somebody documenting their life and we're going to go deep on some stuff, and I'm trying to push them in the way I talk and I pull, I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm going to share some stories about myself and to get them primed of where I'm trying to take them. And I'm going to start talking to them a specific way and bring my voice down and lean into it. And then they mirror that back and it helps them actually get really good content. Vice versa, if, if we're doing something and I'm trying to get something fun out of them because we're doing an icebreaker for a work a video for a team in a work environment to get to know each other. I'm going to be like, all right, listen, everybody's on that, right? And, and so I bring energy to it. And I also give some examples and it puts them in a different context so that the energy that they put forth is just a better. So it helps sort of bring the best version of people out. It helps them feel comfortable to be really authentic and share their stories. And that is something you absolutely have to have a director for. The, the, the piece, hopefully I'm getting to the last part of your question, and I think I covered it all, is that. Uh, that sounds great, except for when you're trying to automate that at scale, that's where the big, big, huge obstacle is. Um, because currently when we started off, uh, we built, we built out the te technology just algorithmically. We said, okay, how do we take the common human experiences that everybody deals with? Everybody has obstacles they've overcome and how can we direct people at scale algorithmically? And we figured that out and, and that was it, that created an amazing output. And then AI, the advancements of AI, which we had always had on a roadmap, but we were blessed and very lucky with how quick it came along has changed the game and how AI can now impact the directing experience. So what we're building right now is an AI director 
which is a very personalized experience. So instead of being locked to the algorithm of walking people through a preset sort of structure of how to get the story out for whatever the intended purpose is, the AI director is listening and validates the responses and can do follow-ups and takes them on a journey so the stories are so much more personalized. And that is mind-blowing to see this AI director come to life where it's asking follow-ups better than I would ask, you know? And, or, or not when I say better, I, you know, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. I'm just saying, you know, like it's coming up with stuff. I'm like, I would have thought that's a great follow-up. That's a great way of picking up on it. And, and the last piece of this is that the blessing and the curse of this is part of directing is being able to read somebody, right? So it's not just about the text-based aspect of what they're saying, right? If, if you were to ask ChatGPT to interview you, say, interview me about my life story, it, it depending how bad the hallucination is, and I'm a huge, a huge ChatGPT Bard fan, we use it in our products or in our, in our product, um, it, 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 it can't pick up on the emotion and the sentiment of what, where the story is, right? And so part of what the AI director does, it's constantly reading facial emotions and we're training it to say like, oh, they technically answered the question. If you were to just look at the text, technically they answered the whole question. But if you saw the look in their eye and you could tell the emotion, there is a huge deep story that this had a huge impact on their life. And there's a lot more we got to dig down. And so it can go, okay, great. Let me push in and I'm going to, I'm going to drill into that. But it also has the context to know what the purpose is. So let's say we were doing a video for, uh, the purpose of a work, uh, video and we, we tripped on a story, it wouldn't be appropriate to push deeper because this is an icebreaker for a new work team. The AI director would know not to push deeper, but this is, if this is a life story or a dating one or a relationship one, it would know, okay, no, the purpose is to get super deep and vulnerable on that. So it's this constant balance that we're training the AI director, understanding the context, reading the emotion, all the stuff we did in directing and film and TV for all these years in training it to sort of replicate that so people can have a basically a AI director in their pocket and help, help tell their story for different things. Wow. That is incredible. That is a, a lot to unpack. And um, each aspect with it just built another level of complexity and complexity. And I can only imagine the amount of hours and time you guys have spent building that model to, to dig deeper into, I know they answered the question, but like you said, their face did, told more stories than their words. It sounds like you had a very uh, pivotal moment when ChatGPT came out in advancing your technology. And I noticed in, in a lot of startups, there are a plethora of pivotal moments. But is there any pivotal moment like the advancement of ChatGPT that really kind of catapulted you into either a new product line or, or a change that you made? Man, there is so many pivotal moments this journey. I'll probably narrow it down to two. I think the first one was we originally set out thinking we were just going to tell uh, life stories, document life stories was the original actual product we thought. Um, and, and as we built it and we started using it internally for our company, we realized that this power of story, it's so powerful in all these use cases that this is actually a, a kind of technology that needs to be brought into, it could be applicable everywhere. And instead of bringing this direct to market as a single product where we'd have to pick a vertical and take a long time to build that vertical out, it, it would be better to do this as story as a service where we can build an underlying technology 
that we could bolt into existing platforms, whether that be Facebook or Ancestry or dating apps or Hallmark or whatever, and add this is going to help get this technology into people's hands faster. And we felt like humanity needs this kind of connection better and we can use the technology to counter it. So that would be one pivotal where we went from thinking we were going to be sort of a direct to consumer product to being a B2B2C uh, company. Um, the second sort of aspect of that was we looked at all of the life stories. We, we had to develop a test market, a beachhead to sort of launch in. And of all the life events that happen over, over the course of someone's life, uh, weddings actually jumped out and was the, the sort of the market that was pulling us fastest because it's the life event that people spend the most money on, most time on, most effort on. It's the one you document the most. And what was missing was the story, the love story of the couple, which is very poignant because tomorrow is Valentine's Day. And it was this amazing thing of going, wow, there is a, a large amount of money being spent. It'd be like going to see When Harry Met Sally or any rom-com and they didn't let you in the theater to the last five minutes, right? And you didn't know any of the story that led up to it, but you got to see the end of it, right? How good would the movie be? And that's what most weddings are, right? Unless you're like in the bridal party or the sister or brother of the people getting married, you don't, you're not really connected like everybody else is. And so, uh, we built out love story, uh, which is a, a really cool, uh, story strip that tells the, uh, the love story of a couple and people, couples are starting to show it at their wedding receptions and, and having these moments. And now we're doing, uh, father, daughter dances and parent, you know, kid dances and different things that are sort of developing that. So. That's been our first beachhead that we just launched uh, last month or two months ago. And so that's been interesting. So that's our first, that, that's sort of the, the second pivotal moment in this journey that we're on. Wow. Two, two great points to, uh, and I, I want to hit on both of them, especially when you, you mentioned even partnering up with Ancestry. Um, myself, I had two grandparents who were born in the 20s who have passed, but to have had their story fighting in World War II uh, both of them, both, uh, and I know, I know all the stories from my parents, but to have them be able to tell it in a way that would be archived sounds so powerful, like the greatest Christmas gift I could give to my mom and dad ever. Right. And I was just at a wedding and I still don't know how they met. I know how he asked because the, the father of the bride made him spill his guts uh, but I don't know the, the real story. And this is one of my good friends of many years that I uh, went to college with. So much application here that I could see. Um, and it's, it sounds so impactful. Yeah. And just to clarify too, we're, we're not partnered with Ancestry yet. That is on the roadmap of a of, of primary target. Right. But it, and that actually ties in the, during COVID when this idea sort of came up for this. And I, I realized I'm like, man, I'm, I'm the carpenter who like fixes everybody house, else's house, but I haven't applied my story ability to my own family. I got four kids. I don't have any story of their life. I've got a 96 year old grandmother at the time who was still alive then and this amazing story. And I'm like, I got to do a little documentary on her and my father-in-law. So I started using that. And then when I started doing this manually and I started seeing the impact of the family and the friends, can you do this? That's was sort of the impetus of this of like how powerful that exact feeling that you had. I'm like, all right, we got to figure a way of automating this because it's it's too much work, time, and money to for most people to do this on their own. And and the other thing that really got me on that was, if you think about it, our stories only really last at best two generations, right? So like our our grandparents' stories will die with us. Our our kids 
aren't really going to remember that, right? So like, it, and it has a huge impact. When you go to Ancestry.com or you go to any of these, these platforms, it's so cool to see, but at best, you can see their name. If you're lucky, a picture, when they came over on the boat or wherever like the their journey was. And so it's cool, but you don't know anything about their story. You got to dig in. So the idea of being able to archive these stories and hear it in their words and the nuances of that in their journey in life and how they overcame this stuff is great. And there's been some really cool uh, companies out there, uh, StoryWorth, and these companies are doing it in book form. And kudos to them. I think it's fantastic. This is really the next iteration of that, where instead of just having the text or book form, you get a mini documentary and it's in video and you see them talk. And, and I think that is the most powerful because you can start seeing yourself and your personality in, in your ancestors and stuff like that. And then the last thing, sorry, just to add to what you said about the wedding piece, the, of all the things I would get, I got to do in TV, my most favorite thing to do is interview couples because it was, it was so powerful. And especially couples who were married for a long time, it was the best because we, uh, the way the brain works is a great study. I, mean, I need to remember this to qu quote it directly, but the second, you know, somebody or your brain thinks, you know, them like, okay, I got them figured out. You stop learning about them. Right. And you, you file them off. This could be your spouse. It's not like it's a random person. Yet we as humans are constantly evolving constantly in how we think about things and whatever. And so it was so much fun to interview a couple and you ask them questions and they think they know each other so well, like, oh, we're doing this interview for some show. And I, within two questions, it's like, I'd ask them questions like, you think what? I didn't know that. Oh my, you're kidding. And it's like they rediscover each other. And, and that, that is just how humanity works, right? We, we, you need to be prompted. You need, the, you need these tools to help the conversation keep going and to keep uncovering the stories. And it'll make relationships in general better. It'll make friends better, friends, relationships better, love better, like all these things. So uh, anyway, so it's, it's a fun journey. I, I feel very lucky and blessed as a founder to actually be working on technology. You know, I think a lot of founders, you always try to find the why and the purpose, like you're helping humanity. And, and a lot of companies are building software that helps customer service better and they help payments better and they help all these things. And those all things impact, but we are really truly lucky and blessed that we're working on technology that can help humanity's the relationships and the human connection improve, which is super fun. Yeah, exactly what I was going to say that you, you touched on it, that the human connection, which is so vital, it's something we literally need and using technology to grasp it and memorialize it is, is what I'm really taking away from this and thinking, wow, there's so much application. And, um, and I just want to thank you again for taking the time. I know we went a little over on time, but this has been a great conversation. We touched on so many good points and John, it's been really great talking to you. Yeah. Likewise. And for all those listening Valentine's day on your Valentine's day dinner, ask a bunch of questions, treat it like your first date, get to know your partners again. It'll be a lot of fun. And again, to our listeners, I want to thank you for tuning into Tech Talk. Those entrepreneurs and innovators who turn towards Eisner Amper for audit, tax, advisory, and outsourcing solutions to help propel their business forward. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to Eisner Amper's podcast to listen to more Tech Talk episodes and visit EisnerAmper.com for more tech news that you can use.